Hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um, welcome to the Grace to Grow podcast. I am Hannah. And today we're going to be talking about something actually really cool that happened today. So first I want to say laundry being so loud. Okay, let's go get my laundry because I have some clothes in there that need to be hung up. I don't want them to ouch. I just hit my side on the counter, but I don't want them to get um, messed up or anything. So we're going to get some laundry out right now. But basically what I'm doing is I'm doing a lot <laughs> to say the least. I'm currently doing a lot. Like I am ripping and running. I just washed my hair. I'm about to start straightening my hair. Um, trying to do it for the first time in a long time. It's been a long time since I straightened my hair. And so I was like, you know what? Like, cause my mom always is the one that straightens my hair. So she straightened my hair the past two times. Cause before that I was in braids. So I was in braids. Then I was like, all right, well, now I'm kind of getting tired of braids. I want a different style, but I didn't quite know what to do. And so then my mom was like, why don't you just do, um, what's it called? Why don't you just do braids? And I was like, you're right. Like I should just, I mean, not braids. Why don't you just straighten your hair? And I was like, you're right. So I let her straighten my hair. And then, hold on, I need to take a drink of water. And then after that, I was like, all right, well, I cool. And I kept it for the first two weeks that I was here at school. And then she came up with the family. She brought all the hair stuff up so she could do my hair again. So now I've got my hair straightened twice. Uh-oh, what happened to my pants? Oh, Lord. Um, okay. Well, um, so I've got my hair straightened twice and both times she was the one that straightened it so now i'm trying to practice straightening my hair on my own but as i was in the middle of about to start that literally the dryer want to go off telling me it's done like okay cut me a break give me a second give me just one second give me just one maybe two three four five six seconds and i'll be over there in a jiffy but no um so yeah now i'm pulling the clothes out i'm not gonna fold up all the clothes yet because i still got the uh straightening iron on so i don't want to be too long and start a fire or nothing but i did want to take these out real quick and just kind of lay them straight so that they don't get all crumpled and rumpled up because i also don't have an iron um i have like this little garment steamer but it doesn't really do what it needs to do and so I'm just still trying to, you know, hold on. I'm not, I didn't want to, I didn't want to get a whole iron and an ironing board and all of that because I'm not going to be here that long. I'm only going to be here for a semester and then I'm moving back home, you know? So I was like, why get all that stuff and invest in everything and then end up not needing it? So yeah, so I'm going to just lay these straight real quick and then we're going to be good. We're going to get started. Okay, I think we're good. That's all the clothes. Let me double check. Okay, we are good on that. All right, for my hair today, as I'm straightening it, I was going to straighten it in my bathroom, but then I started to straighten it, or I started trying to blow dry my hair, and I wasn't able to 
get the blow dryer to turn on. So I thought it was something wrong with the blow dryer. But then I go and I plug it up in one of the plugs in my room and it worked. So I was like, okay, what's going on with the plug in the bathroom? Because I just used that plug in the bathroom like literally yesterday. Like I just used that. Um, and so I was like, what's going on? But then I was like, well, it doesn't even really matter anyway because it's actually better for me to do it in my room since I have a big mirror in here. I can sit on the floor and do my hair and there's a fan. So if I start getting hot, I just have a fan that's on and I can just like enjoy the fan. Um, the, what's it called from the fan? Oh, that's too high. If you can't tell, I'm a lot scattered right now, like very scattered brain. I wanted to do a podcast, but I feel like I am just all over the place. I'm literally running from place to place, place to place, place to place. So just bear with me, you know? It's going to calm down in a minute. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. And then I think also, like my body is trying to keep myself awake because it knows that I'm tired and it knows that I want to rest. But it also knows that I can't rest right now because I have a lot to do. Like, I have to get kind of prepared for the week. And so there's, like, a lot of assignments to do and stuff like that. And so we're just going to have to push through and get it done. So, yeah, basically I'm just doing my hair right now. If you hear crackling and popping in the background, ignore that. It's not my hair searing off. It's just the... um, <laughs> It's just the um like moisturizer and the grease that I put on my hair before I straighten it to make sure that my hair doesn't break off so do you hear that ignore it but yeah basically today was a very interesting day (coughs) (coughs) directly breathed in the fumes of the curling iron maybe today is not the day to do a podcast I'm just feeling like it's a no feeling like it's a no yeah it's a no <sighs> okay calm down here banana it's really not that serious sometimes I feel like I just I just be doing a lot I really do just be doing a lot <sighs> But yeah, it was a good day. So I'm going to calm myself down just a little bit. Kind of take it slow, take it easy. No need to rush. Although I feel a need to rush. As I feel like I'm just late for everything. Let me just say this. Recently, this really unproductive spirit in me has been coming up. And it's something that's really bothering me because it's like, ouch. It's like every time I want to do something I always feel like it takes me forever to actually get up and do the things that I said I was gonna do or do whatever is on my to-do list for that day like it just takes me so long to actually get the day started get like I guess accomplishing what I need to accomplish you know I don't know why I don't know why recently I've just been having a lot of trouble with that, but I have been, and it's kind of annoying um, because it's kind of like, it makes me just feel like I just do things at random times and I can't keep consistent, you know? And one thing is like, I feel like I expect 
every day to go the same because like I know okay here's what I'm gonna say real quick before I even jump into this PSA announcement PSA announcement I feel like recently I've been saying a lot as a teacher as a teacher as a teacher and it kind of is giving me back in Jersey vibes but no but seriously like I I say all the time (laughs) say all the time like well as a teacher this as a teacher that and so it's true as a teacher this as a teacher that but I also feel like I say that a lot because I'm like now stepping into the teaching room. But needless to say, as a teacher, your day is basically planned out for you and your every step is planned out for the day. Like you're, it's so much scripting that goes into teaching, like so much that's like, kind of like, you know what to expect at every moment, you know? And so when I get in spaces where I don't know what to expect at every moment, it really like, I don't know, it really bothers me when I don't know what to expect because I feel like I'm so used to now being in a space where I know what to expect every moment. Like when I was just a college student, well, I still am a college student, but when I was just taking college classes and then doing my internship only a couple days out of the week, I, oh girl, this smoke, maybe I need to change directions. I feel like I'm gonna be a smoker after this. Okay, maybe I'll change and face the way the wind is blowing um but I feel like at that point like it was easy for me to kind of go with the wind because there was so much already going with the wind like I was on campus and so we would just do random things at random times and there'd be people that I'd hang out with and just things that happened very spontaneously is what I'm trying to say there's not a lot of spontaneity in teaching because a lot of it is the same it's actually kind of crazy because it's almost paradoxical in that it's like very routine mundane stuff that happens every day and yet for some reason there's always something spontaneous that happens so it's both and i think it's both spontaneous and um i think it's both spontaneous and it's also very much mundane but at the same time it's like for some reason like i don't know for some reason, there the schedule that we have is is very predictable. I think that's what it is. The schedule we have is very predictable. We know that at certain times we're gonna do this, and then at other times we're gonna do this. And so I think that predictable schedule is something I'm starting to get used to because when you're there, you have to be on a predictable schedule. You can't change things up, you can't do things a different way. And so then now it's a matter of trying to find the balance between having a predictable schedule and then getting home and not having a predictable schedule, getting home and not knowing what to do because I'm just so used to having somebody tell me what we're doing that now I'm getting home and I don't know what to do. And I, I'm still trying to figure out how to make that balance, you know, like everybody, everybody has to do it eventually. Everybody has to figure it out eventually. And so now I'm just in that stage of trying to figure out like how this works for me, you know? And so yeah, I mean, it's just a matter, that's literally all it is. It's just a matter of figuring out how it works for me. But I just have not yet gotten down that balance of like, okay, here's now like how you operate outside of the teaching room. Because I feel like when I'm at the schoolhouse, I'm very productive and I do very well. Like I get things done on time, et cetera, et cetera. But I feel like when I get home, it's such a drastic change from the Hannah that's at school. Like the Hannah at school is productive and preparing ahead of time and then when Hannah gets home it's just like 
nah, man, I just kind of get lazy and I kind of just like stop doing stuff. And I know that some of it is not laziness. Some of this, some of it genuinely is just being tired and exhausted from the day. But also some of it is laziness because if I'm so tired and exhausted, then why am I watching YouTube for hours and hours straight, you know? And I think that YouTube has just become like a comfort object for me. And so now I'm over here trying to figure out like, okay, when is the next time I'm watch YouTube? And then when I get home, I'm watching three and four and 500 videos, you know, not 500, but you know what I mean? Like I'm just watching it so much and it's not really adding to me. It's not really adding any value, any time, any energy. And so why am I so prone to picking that over something else that refreshes me more you know I really don't know and so I'm still trying to figure that out but it is because I think like when I was younger I was very much on that predictable schedule like elementary through high school you're very much on that predictable schedule of like you do this at this time you do this at this time you know and so you get used to that and and now I've been in college for so long I've been in college for how many years now for what like (laughs) no but I've been in college for four years at this point I've been in college for four years and so now trying to usher myself out of that college mindset where you kind of do anything you want at any time and like your classes are just like at you know only a couple hours in the day so you still have time throughout the day to do other things and now going to something that is very much like taking up almost all of your day you know it's difficult it's difficult <coughs> it's difficult to find the balance. So, yeah, you know, we're still trying to figure it out. We're still trying to get it down packed, and we will. That's another thing. It's like we are going to figure it out, and we're going to get it down packed, and it's going to be great, but it's just a matter of the how. It's not the what. It's just how is it going to happen. I think it's just a matter of time. It's a matter of giving myself some grace and recognizing that everything is not going to happen in one day, you know? I'm not going to be able to figure all this out overnight and just be like, all right, cool. Now I'm, you know, really well um, put together and I've got everything figured out. Like, it's never going to be that. And so, yeah, but I'm just finding myself in this place of constantly being tired. And then even when I'm not tired, still procrastinating and putting stuff off and I'm still getting stuff done. But it's just like, like literally right now is four o'clock I think and I'm just now starting my hair just now starting to clean up just now starting to do laundry like and then I wonder and then it just becomes a cycle of like not doing stuff at good times so then everything ends up being done at a weird time and then now I'm staying up late and I'm you know whatever whatever or I'm just not maximizing my time and so then I'm not doing things I'm not doing all the things that I need to do. I'm just doing some of the things that I need to do and then pushing off the other stuff till another day or I'm pushing it off, procrastinating and then feeling rushed and pressured to have to get it all done at one time, you know? And it's like, that's not how it should be. It should be um, different than that. It should be something that's just like, I don't know. But I also think that some of it for me, I and, and you know what? Let me just say this. This is gonna be one of those podcasts where I'm just gonna rant today because I just have a lot on my mind. So you know, you're not feeling like in the ranting mood, like hearing me rant. Yeah, that's okay. That's totally fine. Just this might not be the podcast because that's how I'm feeling right now. And so that's what I'm going to do. But um, 
yeah so basically i'm just like finding trying to find this limbo but i think that also i can be very hard on myself sometimes because i want it to be perfect and i want it to be super structured and i want it to be predictable is really what i want it to be and so i need to get out of that and and just practice um practice patience i guess practice being patient with myself being patient with literally i just taught my students about this this week too we just talked about practicing patience and look at me here i am not practicing patience no but seriously like I feel like I'm just like expecting myself to be perfect and to already be a pro at this. And then when I'm not, I'm like, what? You mean to tell me I'm not a pro? Like, you mean to tell me I'm not good at this yet? What? Because all my other semesters, I've basically figured it out. Because like I said, I've been in college for so long at this point, I've got the whole system down packed. But now being in an internship, full-time and trying to juggle college classes it's like oh lord jesus you know <laughs> but i'm finding that a lot of my spring semesters tend to be the harder semesters like last spring we took 18 credit hours this spring we took we're taking the full course and the the classes and stuff like that and so a lot of times our spring semesters tend to be very very jam-packed very full of um just yeah full of a lot full of a lot to do a lot to see a lot to think and so yeah well that's crazy i just got one section of my hair well almost one section of my hair done that was pretty quick how long has it been oh it's been like 17 minutes and that's quite a long time but you know i feel like i always expect myself to be a pro at whatever i do and it's like girl Calm your expectations down because you're not. You're not going to be a pro at anything you do, really, in this life. Okay. 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 You know what? This is not bad for my first time in a long time doing this. Like, I feel like I actually did pretty well on that first section. All right, let's go to the next one. But yeah, so um, any hoosies, that has been kind of my predicament recently is just trying to figure out this whole system and figure out what ways it works best for me and, you know, trying to pull it together, pull it together. And it's like, I think what I need to do is I need to tap back into that previous Hannah, the previous Hannah that practiced patience and that was practicing being still, you know, and just doing what was required for me each day, because I'm finding myself easily slipping back into that mindset of like, I have to get it, I have to get it, I have to get it, you know what I mean? I have to grind, 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 grind. And it's like, I need to remember that that's not, oh, I just burned myself, that that's not, um, oh, okay, that that's not always the case, that like, grinding, grinding, grinding doesn't really do anything, and you can still have the same outcome without having to put in so much you know what I mean because you only have so much energy and so if you are just constantly trying to fully put into everything that you do it's like you're going to run out of energy really quickly and I feel like I practiced that really really well last semester and I need to be reminded of that I might even go back and listen to some of the podcasts that I made because 
I feel like it just was a great reminder that like this is like because even last semester like I started doing I didn't even do things super super early like I always like I feel like I'm I'm jumping back into that Hannah from senior year the Hannah that was stressed out about assignments and always trying to you know jump ahead and trying to do this that and the third and I need to go back to the um fall 2021 Hannah the fall 2021 Hannah who was like nah you know yes this assignment is important to do but also like what's my energy level like do I have the energy for this or is this what's required of me today you know I feel like I did that a lot last semester and now I'm kind of rushing myself and pressuring myself to get things done at a faster rate than than is actually possible for me and also I feel like I'm having this expectation of being perfect when I I I'm literally just trying to do the but I need to just remember to just try to do the best with what I have now like I can't I can't be perfect because I don't have the time in the day to devote to every single thing you know like I want to be a perfect teacher but then I also want to be a perfect musician but then I also want to be a perfect friend and I also want to be a perfect um whatever 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 you know like all these things that I want that I seek perfection in but I can't be perfect in any of them because I don't have the time to devote to just solely that you know what I mean like I am so divided and I think that's what's hard for me right now is I just hate that feeling of always being divided of always feeling like my attention is divided my energy is divided like i have to give to this and give to that and give to this and give to that you know and it's like i want to you know maximize the season because this is my last semester as a college student but then also i want to maximize the season because i want to learn as much as i can as a student teacher but then also i want to you know what i mean i want to do well in my classes so then i have to maximize all the effort i'm putting into my classes and it just feels like i know i'm not the only one that's feeling like this too but it just feels like a lot and I can guarantee you that other people in my cohort are feeling very similarly. Some might even be feeling even worse because, you know, they have to work and stuff like that. But it's just like the amount of effort that I put in, I have to remember I can't be perfect because I can't be everything for everyone and I can't be everywhere that I want to be. You know, I'm not omniscient. I'm not omnipresent. So I... I can't be everywhere and I can't do everything and I can't know everything. That's another thing. I think that I can be so prideful, <coughs> prideful sometimes because I want to know everything. Like I just want to know and not learn for some reason. I feel like I have this tendency to want to just already know these things and to be very, very proud of myself when I do already know something or I'm like, you know, I'm more knowledgeable than someone else in something like we were at the basketball game yesterday and I was a little bit more knowledgeable than some of the girls I was sitting with or they were just not talking as, as much about it but I one of the girls I was sitting next to I was more knowledgeable than her than in the basketball game so she, when she would ask questions I would answer and for some reason that just gave me like a sense of validation and it made me feel like I was being I was being very performative in that because I wanted the other people around us to know that I knew about basketball. And it was like, first of all, nobody's paying attention. Everybody's like doing their own thing. So it's like, who are you even out here performing for really when you look at it? And then it was just something that was like, why am I so like stuck on this? I don't know. It's just, I'm finding that a lot of my old characteristics, that like, you know, 
like very um, self-absorbed, not to the fullest degree are coming back, but I'm just sensing like a resurgence of those characteristics. Like, you know, my, my sense of seeking validation from people, my kind of being all over the place, rushing around, constantly seeking perfection, wanting to be approved by people. Like I'm sensing kind of a resurgence of some of those qualities again, and I'm not really liking it. I'm not really liking the direction it's going in. And so, yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. But it's also interesting because that's one of those things that it's just, because simultaneously, I'm also at the most amount of growth I've ever had. Like, I am simultaneously, like, like, hard on myself because I'm like, I need to do better. But then also I'm doing the best that I've ever been in my life. Like, I've, I've never been as loving and patient as I am now. And I'm not fully there, like, to the maximum yet. But I'm better than I used to be. And so it's interesting that, like, even though I'm better than I'm used to used to be, I still some for some reason see that like, oh, this is some area that I completely need to grow in. You know, and it's like I do still need to grow in it, but maybe not like maybe not as I'm not as like horrible in it as I thought I was, you know? I don't know. I don't know anything. That's also what I'm coming to. I don't know a single thing. I can't tell you anything. I don't know anything. And I'm I think I'm just getting to the point of being almost pessimistic to some degree because I'm just so tired of everything right now. I'm just exhausted. I'm exhausted spiritually. I'm exhausted physically, mentally, emotionally. I just feel like, even though I have a lot of great moments, that's also another thing is like, I have a lot of great moments with a lot of great experiences and it's really, really cool. But it's just at the same time, I just feel so like not at peace for some reason. Um, yeah, and I think it's coming down to the fact that, like, I'm just seeking so many things that are not God. Like, I'm not seeking God. I'm seeking so many other things that are not Him. And I think that's the reason why I keep having these lovely experiences and then still going away and feeling empty and still going away and feeling tired and exhausted and all that stuff like that. But then I also think that, I think it's both in. I think it's both the experiences that I'm having, because this is literally only the second week of this, of me being full-time. So I have to remember, too, that a lot of it is just the fact that, like, I'm just getting adjusted. It's a lot of growing pains for me right now. So, you know, it may sound like a lot of complaining. It may sound like pessimism. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. All I know is it's probably the growing pains. The growing pains of getting older. Yeah that's what it is too it's a lot of things i think it's a lot of things but i think it's definitely the growing pains of getting older i think that now i'm starting to get into this place where i'm no longer able to just focus on just one thing because like when i was at home i was able to just focus on school because i didn't have to pay rent didn't have to pay bills i you know could just focus on doing that i wasn't the only thing that i could had to focus on at the time was school that's all I had to do. So that's all I had to focus on. And so now I have to focus on so many different things. I have to focus on my spirituality. And am I getting spiritually fed? You know what I mean? I have to focus on this, that, and the third. And it's just like, it can feel like a lot because it is a lot. And so, 
I'm still trying to figure it out. And I think that this is how a lot of adults feel. A lot of adults feel, this ain't nothing new. A lot of adults feel this way of just feeling constantly like both excited and happy and hopeful and yet for some reason extremely, excuse me, sad and lonely and it's just hard. It's just hard. Adulting is hard. But you know what? We're going to get through it because just like how we got through everything else. But I think what makes it even worse, like what makes this process even worse is struggling as you're trying to grow, struggling with these same sins, right? Because like there's certain sins that I'm struggling with right now that I've been struggling with for a while. And, you know, before it was okay because it didn't really affect anything, but now it's affecting my life so much. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I just don't know how to, like, like, you know what I mean? And so now I'm like, okay, I I have to address these. Like, these have to, something, something has to give because this can't keep happening anymore. It's really affecting a lot of things. And so I think that that's what's making this whole process even worse is like, like, this is not all the sins, but like, for example, you know, my like struggle with like gluttony and indulgence and basically just indulging in things that make me comfortable, <coughs> excuse me, like indulging in um, watching YouTube, right? Indulging in that when I was younger was fine because I didn't have a lot of st- responsibilities. But now that I have a lot more responsibilities, Indulging in YouTube is actually negatively affecting me because now I've been doing laundry for the past three days instead of just doing laundry on the Friday that I said I was going to do it and get it over with, right? And so because I decided on Friday, oh, I don't feel like doing laundry. I'm just going to indulge. I didn't, I didn't incorporate any other time throughout the, the Saturday and Sunday because the expectation was that the laundry would be done on Friday so that way I could have the weekends to do the other things that I needed to do. So then by not doing what I needed to do on the day I needed to do it, then it caused me to not have room in the rest of my week. And so now I've been doing laundry for the past three days, trying to get stuff done instead of just having had done it already um, and not having to deal with it now. So it's just little stuff like that. That's just like those struggles with the sins are now affecting my my life in in ways like it was affecting my life before but it's affecting it in ways um, that it hasn't had into before. Okay, sorry. I keep pausing because I don't want this smoke to keep getting in my face because I keep breathing it in because I'm talking while I'm doing this because normally I'm not talking while I'm doing this. Well, normally I haven't been doing my hair. (laughs) It's been my mom, so... You know. Ooh, okay. We're almost there though. We're about a third of the way done. So keeping it pushing. But yeah, it's just like how do you, how do people do this? How do people um how do people overcome the sins that they struggle with? And how do they um how do they do what this whole adulting thing is like how does how do you how do people do that like how do you, this is something that i can't fathom how do people go to work all day and then go home and cook like 
I'll be going home and I'm like dead tired, ready to take a nap, ready to go to bed. Like, I don't see how people do some of these things. And, you know, big ups to parents out there who've been doing this for five people. Like, girl, I don't know how you do it, but you doing it, you know? It's hard. I can barely even cook and feed myself, but to feed five other people, I couldn't do it. You know what? And I'm not going to say I couldn't do it. I could do it, not in this season. I could do it when God has given me the grace to do so. But uh, he he ain't giving me, giving me that yet. So, you know, we ain't got to worry about that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's just like a whole adjustment period. We're trying to get through it. And I feel like a lot of times I'm beating myself up in the alleyway because I'm either like, either I'm like, okay, Hannah, you're doing a lot and you're like talking too much about it. Like it's really not that big of a deal. Or I'm like suppressing it when it really does need to be talked about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like my feelings are still valid. And yet at the same time, I keep suppressing it because I'm like, well, like, okay, we get it. You're becoming an adult. Okay, we get, you know what I mean? Like I keep suppressing my own feelings, even though nobody is saying that to me. Like when I'm talking about these issues and stuff like that with people, nobody's sitting there saying, okay, we get it here. You're an adult. Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of more so just me putting this impression on myself that I should be at a different place than I am right now because I have this expectation that I should just know how to do this and know what to do and you know stuff like that I think really what it comes down to is just misaligned expectations and that is what it is it is what it is but yeah and then another thing that I started to realize too was that I haven't been really taking care of myself very well. Like, I don't eat very well. Like, I kind of, like, on Saturday, literally on Saturday, this is all I had on Saturday. I had a thing of Pringles. I had, um, what's it called? I had a thing of Pringles. I had chicken nuggets. And I had a half of a sandwich from when I went to the basketball game. So that was all I had, right? And, you know, like, not to say that's all I had, like, in a bad way. Like, you know, like, there's a lot of people who don't have that. And, you know, that's the situation that they're in. But the situation that I'm in is that that is not healthy, nor is that helping me um, operate in the best way that I can. Because eating Pringles and (laughs) chicken nuggets and half of a sandwich is not a um full meal that is going to be the sustenance that I need to get through the day right and so I keep wondering why I keep burning out and getting so tired is because I just haven't been eating well also but then on top of that I haven't been like feeling like cooking so then that just makes it even worse because when you don't feel like cooking and then you're also already not eating well it's just two bad things that just keep propelling over and over again each other. You know, like you don't feel good. You don't feel well at your best. So then you don't eat good or you don't cook. But then because you don't cook, you're not eating well. So then you don't feel at your best. So then it just keeps going on and on and on and on and on until eventually, you know, you either change or you just keep doing the same old thing. And so I feel like I'm just talking about a lot of nothing, but we're getting somewhere, I guess. I haven't been eating well. Also, I haven't been eating well spiritually either because I feel like 
I've just been kind of intaking a lot of stuff, but not really intaking the word of God, you know, like I've been intaking a lot of other people's ideas and thoughts and just stuff like that on YouTube and everything, but not really intaking the word of God. And so I think I do have to give myself props for at least, or give the Holy Spirit props for at least, you know, reading at night and stuff like that. Like I'd be reading in like Samuel and stuff, reading the life of David and everything. Um, but I just feel like I want to get more in the word. But when I went to church today, one of the ladies was telling me about their Bible study. And so I think she said she was going to get us plugged in and help us get kind of, you know, set up in their Bible study and stuff like that. And I was like, great. Okay, cool. So that's going to be fun. I think that they're actually going through um, Jude right now from Jackie Hill Perry's like study of Jude um, thing. They're actually doing that right now. And so that's been pretty cool to like hear her talk about what they've been learning and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I just want to get in the word of God more. And I feel like I'm not, um, it's not that I'm not motivated. It's just, I don't know where to go or what to do. Like, I don't really have a focus right now. And so I, that's why I asked her about the Bible study because, you know, like, I feel like I am, I enjoy Bible study a lot. But I just feel like I didn't really feel like going to this this semester's Bible study with the Navigators because I just feel like we're in different seasons, you know, like the Navigators is like an on-campus ministry. So the fo- their focus is like doing things together and, you know, having events together and like doing on-campus stuff. And so I live farther away from campus and I'm starting to get to the point where I don't have the time to be on campus like that. And so it's kind of just like, yeah, it's kind of just something I'm like now no longer fully a part of and I still love them. Definitely probably going to, you know, go to a couple of events and stuff like that. But it's like a different season that I'm in right now that I'm no longer able to do what I was once doing. And so now I'm trying to, to remind myself of that, but also trying to get plugged into other places so that I can still be in the word of God. And so, yeah, but um, anywho. I feel like I haven't been taking care of myself in the way that I've been eating. I also feel like I haven't been taking care of myself as far as um, energy management. Like, I feel like I over allocate my energy. So I try to do too much in one day. And then I also under allocate my energy where I like once like I try to do too much in one day. And then when it doesn't work out and I feel like overwhelmed because I once again tried to do too much in one day. Then I end up wasting time, wasting energy, and then then I end up the next day not having done what I needed to do, and then still lacking energy, still tired, still whatever, because I just didn't do what I needed to do that day, but also I tried to do too much in one day, and so now, you know, because when you procrastinate, the thing is, is like, procrastination is a cycle, so when you procrastinate, you... First, you are just kind of chilling, doing whatever you want to do. Then you have to make up for all of the time that you missed, right? So then you kind of get in this frenzy of adrenaline that pushes you to finish whatever you need to finish, right? But then if you continue that cycle of procrastination, you're just continuing to over allocate your energy on one day and then to be lacking energy so much so to the point that you continue to procrastinate. So I feel like... Now it's getting, thank you, Lord, for showing me this. 
that it's getting to the point where I have to find something sustainable. I feel like that's not sustainable anymore to kind of just push stuff to the side and be like, oh, yeah, I'll get to it later or whatever. You know what I mean? I have to find uh, something that's sustainable for me. Something that's like, how long have I been going? Oh, only 40 minutes. Okay. But something that's sustainable for me. Something that's like going to not burn me out. Because procrastinating and kind of doing things all in one day is no longer working. And that's actually, as a matter of fact, burning me out even more. And so it's making me, while I still enjoy teaching, it's making me like not want to be doing what I'm doing because I'm so tired. I'm like, man, I wish I could just go home or like, you know what I mean? And it's like, I never want that to be um, how I'm feeling just because I haven't been, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, and I can see why so many teachers get burned out because it's so much on you daily. And then still trying to find that balance and find something that's sustainable is hard because you're trying to figure out, like, how can I do this, you know? And then you, once again, over-allocate energy, try to do too much, get too excited about something, waste your energy on stuff that's unnecessary, and then you end up tired. And then it just keeps on going and going and going like that, which sucks, but it's true. It really is true. And I feel like that's also just like any job you work. Like, I mean, any job you work that takes up your time in the day, it begins to become a problem where you have to find the balance and you have to find, because that's the difference between college life and like adult slash working life. Not that college students aren't adults, but like when you become a working adult um, in like full-time jobs and stuff like that, and I'm not even like fully full time. That's the other thing is like, I'm having all this trouble with this right now. And I'm still just the intern. Like, just imagine if I was the actual full teacher. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. That would be um, interesting. But yeah, so it's just like a matter of finding balance and more so not just balance, but sustainable balance. Like finding sustainability, I think is, is really, really what I need to focus on. And seeking God first, because that's been my two. And those were the two things that God reminded me of at the beginning of the season, too. God kind of revealed to me, like, my focus needs to be on seeking God first and on doing sustainable was a word that came to mind. And so I think that that's that's something that I really want to stick with is like, what am I doing to promote sustainability in my life? Because is this sustainable? Is me doing stuff at the last minute of the day, getting tired, only doing half of what I need to do, and, you know, feeling all the time overwhelmed and exhausted, is that sustainable for me? No, it's not, because there's so much that I need to do in so many directions I'm being pulled in, that that type of mentality and, and cycle is no longer sustainable. And then even, like, when it comes to my sin struggles and the things that I indulge in, even those things, not that they were ever sustainable, but that my life allowed for me to still be sustainable, even in the midst of doing those things. But now it's like, no, that's no longer, now it's fully coming uncovered, that that's no longer able to be a part of my life, because that's not sustainable. It's not promoting sustainability in my life. And so I have to be very, very careful now in seeking God and 
figuring out, okay, Lord, how do we, how do we get this out of here? You know what I mean? Because it's no longer sustainable. It's no longer, um, well, not that it ever was sustainable, but like I said, my, my seasons are no longer sustain, are no longer promoting sustainability in that. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just have been feeling really like beat down recently. And, um, I woke up this morning actually really feeling good, you know? Um, because I was like, oh, it's Sunday. Something I realized was that my weeks, I typically wake up really early during the week because I just have so much to work on. Like I have, because the thing about being a student teacher is like you have assignments and stuff to work on, but then you also have like lesson plans and things you have to prepare for each day because the expectation is that we are not just being a student, but also doing like fully teaching every day and lesson planning for every day and all that stuff like that and so we're still trying to figure out like the the way of things and another thing about teaching is like you're not you're living in this week preparing for this week but then you're also planning and preparing for next week and all the weeks to come so it's constantly looking at the now trying to perform in the now but then plan and prepare so it's like performing today preparing for tomorrow planning for next week and the weeks to come that's literally what teaching is is like you are performing in the now meaning everything that you put in plans everything that you were thinking about you're performing it now and then you are preparing for tomorrow so simultaneously while you're performing you're also trying to get everything together for tomorrow so that you can be like doing what you need to do tomorrow but then simultaneously while you're doing that you're also supposed to be planning for next week and for the weeks to come when you're doing like module planning and stuff like that. And it's not that I'm complaining about it. It's just that it's like when you're new to it, it's a lot. You know, there's a lot of people who are veterans at this, who are used to this and they think in all three of those dimensions. I'm just not at the level yet where I'm able to think in all three of those dimensions. So it has become very, very difficult for me because I'm not there yet. Not to say I won't ever be there, but I'm just not there yet, you know, and that's okay because this is my uh, first time actually fully being in the classroom. So I have to cut myself some slack in that. Um, Got to get out my crazy scissors and maybe cut myself some slack. But yeah, it's just a interesting, interesting dynamic. But where was I going with that? Because that was not the point. My The goal of this is not to just complain. It is to process and go through like how I'm feeling, but the goal of this is hopefully not to not to just complain about everything. But um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so I realized that throughout the week, mostly kind of just like surviving, kind of just trying to get through the week for me, like trying to get through what do I need to do, how do I need to do it, what assignments do I need to do, etc. So that's mostly my weeks. But then, or my weekdays, but then my weekends, I feel like are the moments when I just get to have a break. And I haven't been taking my weekends as a break, but this weekend, I, yesterday, I was like feeling so like exhausted. And I was talking to God in the car as I was on the way back home from the basketball game. And I was like, Lord, like, how do I, how do I navigate this? And um, we just kind of been talking about it. And God's been helping me kind of figure out step by step, like, more things about like kind of what I need to do and one of those things was taking it slow remembering to rest 
and taking it slow on the weekends and remembering that like yes the weekends are meant for me to prepare and stuff like that but that ultimately I need to rest on my weekends and so because that's the only time that I have to recharge I realized that like I don't really have time during the week weekdays to like recharge other than sleeping right so sleeping is how I recharge during the weekdays but during the weekdays I don't really have time to do all of these different things I don't have time to plan you know my assignments out and all that stuff like that and I don't have time to uh hang out and do a whole bunch of you know stuff like that and so I just told myself and and even just like taking care of myself like I don't really have time to take care of myself a lot of times on the weekdays a lot of times the weekdays is just me rushing around in the morning trying to do homework before I go to class I mean before I go to the schoolhouse and then going to the schoolhouse spending every moment doing something else getting home at five o'clock and then from then on just being tired and trying to cook myself some dinner trying to at first I was trying to work out um and then trying to take a shower trying to do some homework trying to be productive you know and it was like Yes, I did a lot of time blocking. So a lot of my homework was already done. A lot of my assignments were already done. And so that really worked because when I got home, it wasn't like I had to do, I wasn't like, oh my God, I got to do this assignment. I got to do it because I had already done almost everything. So I didn't have to do a lot of, uh, I didn't have to do a lot of work when I got home, which was amazing. Oh my gosh. When Ms. Jenkins showed me that, I was like, that was something that really, really is helpful because it's helping me understand like, when and where to kind of do certain things what am i at right now how long have i been talking okay i don't want to go too long because i still have a little bit to go on my hair and so i don't want to just be sitting here talking rambling and then y'all having to sit here for two hours because i'm you know doing whatever but um no so really it's yeah it's just trying to figure all that out and stuff like that but anywho so i realized that my weekdays just tend to be days that i am um straight up exhausted and i was like i don't think i'm gonna be able to uh maintain like i was trying to do things like working out but then that was zapping my energy and so then the next day i would be really exhausted because mind you throughout the day it's not just me sitting at a desk or standing up in front of the room teaching no throughout the day i am walking around Throughout the day, I am going from here to there, taking the kids from here to there. I am walking, doing this, doing that. I am running with the kids at recess. We playing around. I am giving myself to the students emotionally. And we are doing a lot physically and mentally having to plan and think and come up with ideas and brainstorm. And then having to work with people, like not only having to work with the students, but then having to work with other people, like coworkers and stuff like that. Even that is a lot because it's like, everybody doesn't think like you and so then you have to do a lot of collaboration and you have to do a lot of kind of do i talk about this do i not do i mention this do i not do i talk to this person as they're saying this rude comment or do i not you know it's a lot of like emotional relationship mental physical uh stuff going on and so i just am like oh you know it's a lot every day and so when i get home I don't have the energy really to do anything else. And so I told myself, I said, I'm going to stop trying to pressure myself to do a bunch when I get home. Like, I'm not going to be that girl who gets home and works out and or gets up in the morning and works out. Like, 
no, I, you know, I, I can't be that girl. No, I, I'm not able to do that. And so I realized like, I'm probably just going to focus on getting home. This is my new goal for this week is to get off of work, get home, take a shower. Oh, that's another thing. So much of my energy too, when I get home, goes into like having to take a shower before I get anything else. Because, you know, I've been around COVID people all day. People at my school getting COVID, students getting COVID, teachers getting COVID, faculty getting COVID, everybody walking around, some people walking around without a mask, some people walking around with a mask. And so it's just a lot going on, right? And so then you get home and you have to like wipe off all of your stuff and you have to take a shower and make sure that your stuff is all cleaned up before you start using it. Because I'm not going to touch my laptop and start working or start doing anything else on my laptop until I've wiped it down since I've been at the schoolhouse all day around them COVID people. And so not me calling them COVID people. That's rude. (laughs) That's a little bit rude. But no, but seriously, like these people really do be walking around with COVID, you know, and they got their COVID germs. And you know, some of them just getting back from having COVID and, you know, and, and and don't have a mask on. Like, I get it. If you get, if you're coming back from COVID, like you just had COVID, you coming back. Okay, that's totally fine. Ain't nobody against that. What I'm against is you coming back from COVID, all the phone people ain't got no mask on, right? All the phone people, all the phone your students got a mask on. That's what really bothers me. But needless to say, that's not my business. I just got to do what I got to do. But when you get home, it's a lot of energy to have to wipe down everything every single five seconds, you know? And so, you know, I'm just seeing that there's so many things throughout each day and each week that are depleting my energy. But something that gave me energy this morning was sleeping in. Like, I just, this morning, I, I think I woke up at seven and I was still pretty early. No, I think I woke up at, actually, I think I woke up at eight because I think I woke up at seven. And then I put my alarm back on to sleep in just a little bit. Because every day I wake up at 6.30 since that's what gives me enough time to be in the word of God, to pray, to start my homework, and uh, yeah, to get ready for school. So I wake up at 6.30, leave the house at 8.30, and yeah, you know, all that stuff like that. But waking up that early also comes with, you know, the tiredness and so I woke up chose to woke up later today which I realized on my weekends later is what I'm gonna have to do because waking up later is very very helpful in me feeling more rested so I woke up I did a little bit of light cleaning this morning and it felt really good to clean up and um just have because sometimes I feel like I just leave things to be really really messy because I just don't feel like dealing with it And so then I was like, all right, I'm going to clean up. But what I told myself also was I'm going to stop leaving all the cleaning up to the weekend. Like I saved all my cleaning up for my bathroom and my room and my kitchen and stuff like that. I saved all of that for this weekend. But then I realized I can't rest on my weekends if I have to clean up everything and if everything's a mess, right? Like it doesn't give me a very restful weekend to have to clean up because I have a week's worth of dirtiness in my house and it's not like it's massively dirty it's just like dishes in the sink and you know clothes in my basket that need to be done in the laundry room and then it's like hair on my bathroom floor that needs to be swept up and 
you know, just little stuff, but that stuff bothers me because it, it doesn't make me feel, a, a clean home makes me feel at home and it makes me feel good. And so I was like, all right, I need to start cleaning up throughout the week because trying to clean up all on one day, that's not it, chief. So I decided to delegate it to different evenings. So when I get home, my new goal is to take a shower, you know, wipe wipe off the stuff that I need to wipe off. Some things I'm some days I might not even have to wipe off my stuff though because I'm not using or I won't have to wipe it off that moment because I'm not using it because I've already finished what I need to finish, you know, throughout the day. So I sometimes come home and don't need to do anything. And those are the days that I don't wipe off until like the next morning or something. And so, yeah, just I had to realize like, okay, you know, cleaning up all on Sunday, not helpful because I don't have 15 hours of time to clean up. So I'm going to delegate it throughout the weekday. And then that way, when Sunday and Saturday come, I can just rest and feel rested because I don't feel rested when I'm in a dirty house. Like it's very hard for me to rest when my place is dirty. And so I definitely need to come home and 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 be in a, a clean place in order to feel rested. So I did that and then that way my weekends can be a little bit more freed up for just like stuff like, you know, I wanna take myself out on, on solo dates and do things by myself and, and have fun experiences and stuff like that. And just do personal care. Like, you know how long it took me to actually shave this week? Like I didn't shave until yesterday. And it's been like two or three weeks that I haven't shaved just because I simply haven't made the time to shave. And it's because I haven't been making the time to take care of myself. And then I wonder why I'm so burnt out and exhausted because I haven't been giving myself time. And you know, this is what I love. Professors love to be like, guys, make sure that you're taking time for yourself. Like make sure that you're doing self-care because self-care is the most important thing. Like how can you be effective if you don't have self-care, you know, whatever. And I'm always like, yeah, you're saying all this stuff, but then you still want to give us 10 million assignments. <laughs> something's not, something's going to have to give. Either I do self-care or you stop giving assignments and you stop giving assignments or I don't do self-care and you keep giving me assignments, you know? No, I'm joking. But it just is like one of those things that's really funny because it's like, how are you going to talk about we supposed to do self-care and then you the reason why I can't do self-care? <laughs> but no, nah, I really need to focus on not like self-care in the sense of like, oh, I need to do, but like genuinely taking care of myself, like when I'm feeling sick, drinking tea. I don't do that because I'm so tired. I don't feel like getting up and making tea. I'm so tired. I don't feel like getting up and taking medicine or, you know, when I feel exhausted taking a nap, I don't do that because I feel like I have so much to do that I'm overwhelmed. So then I'm just not taking care of myself and not taking care of my body. And then it just ends up being a whole shebang. And yeah, it's all just because of being tired and, and, and not feeling at my best. And so I need to start doing stuff that will help me feel at my best or operate at my best. That way, you know, I can continue doing what I need to do. So it's just a lot. I just said a lot of words. Um, and it really, you know, maybe it helped. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. But um, I just know that my goal this week is to do that.
and yeah we'll see how it goes I'll I I don't know I just a lot of thoughts I think I just want everything to be perfect and it's not going to be and that's true like nothing is ever going to be perfect I just have to be able to enjoy everything for what it is taking joy in the moment but yeah okay let me tell you guys about something that was exciting though how long have I been going one hour okay y'all bear with me I'm almost through I'm almost through I'm about to sit down you know how the pastor would be saying all of that um <laughs> something exciting though that happened was this week I wanted to go to one of the basketball games so I texted the stylish group chat which has a lot more like you know uh, black people in it and stuff like that and it's just a group of people that I really enjoyed like the last time I went to their event I really enjoyed the event and I just love the community in stylish they're really cool people and so I, I texted the group chat and I was like hey who wants to go to a basketball game and so some people reached out to me we made a group chat with those people who wanted to go to the basketball game and then we you know made plans to go and stuff like that and so we decided to go to the girls game since the boys game got postponed. And then we, yeah, so it was like me and three other girls that went together. And it was really cool. But the girl that I sat next to, her name is um, Alexia. So she was really cool because we were just talking and like, we were really vibing. Like we were talking about a lot of different things. We, I guess we come from very similar backgrounds, have a lot of similar like thoughts on things and so it was just like really easy to talk with her so we were just talking throughout the game and stuff like that having a good old time and stuff and so then I ended up inviting her to Living Faith which is, which is the church that I am going to start going to more frequently because you know I've, I've been bouncing around trying to find a church but that's the church that I like the most that I'm really like settled on and so I decided I'm gonna go there more consistently and try to like actually develop a community with the people there and so um yeah, so I told her about the church and she, you know, wanted me to send her the information. So we ended up going together. And so church started actually kind of late because at first they had us inside and I've never been inside, but it was like inside this one room in the building. And normally they have it outside, but since it was so cold, they, they let us go inside today um, because they're doing renovations. So we normally have church outside, right? So they renovate, you know, the sanctuary and the different rooms and stuff like that. And so then as we are sitting inside, we get started, right? And then they realize that too many people had came. And so in effort for them to keep, you know, everybody social distance, which I really appreciate their efforts to like maintain social distance and like, you know, make sure that everybody feels safe and comfortable, but we're also not spreading, you know, COVID. And so this is also a church that everybody wears masks at as well. Um, just saying. Um, and so in order to, you know, keep that um, level of safety, they let us, they made us all sit back outside in the cold weather, which I didn't mind sitting in the cold weather because I know that they were trying to keep everybody socially distanced. But because we're outside, you know, like it's not um, keeping the, the germs in and stuff like that. And so that was cool. And we ended up sitting um outside it was really really cold but i just prayed i was like lord let yourself be be our warmth today as we're sitting outside but i was just amazed at how many people actually came and sat 
in the cold to listen to the sermon for today and to be encouraged by the community at this church. Like that was something that stood out to me. And I was like, like, I know a lot of people at a lot of churches would not do that. I wouldn't do that. Like if New Life said, oh, we're sitting outside in 50 degree weather, I'd be like, I'm, I'm watching online. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I would be one of those people at that, at that to be like, nah, I'm gonna sit outside. But for that many people to be like, nah, we like the community here so much that we are willing to sit outside in the cold in order to participate. I was like, I love this. And everyone there is just so kind and, and I appreciate them a lot. It's a church that I've really grown fond of and um, I'm very grateful for. And so the sermon was really great. Um, and yeah, it was really interesting how Alexia and I actually like literally just met yesterday and then going to church together. And um, then we ended up talking. And as we were talking, the lady in front of us heard us and started telling us about the Bible study um, <clears throat> that she's a part of because we were sharing how we wanted to, you know, join a Bible study and stuff like that. And then the girl behind us as we're leaving, she was like, hey, I heard y'all talking about Bible study. I wanted to know. And then she asked us if we went to you. She was like, y'all go to USF, right? I was like, how you know? She said, because you told that lady that you've been here for about a semester. I said, oh my gosh, she said, because she said nobody talks about semesters unless you're in college. I, she was like, it's either, you know, whatever the community college is, I forgot what it's called, but she said it's either that or USF. And so, yeah, that's only two options. And so I was like, oh my gosh. But yeah, so we talked to her for a little bit and then the lady that was sitting in front of us actually helped us all get signed up for Bible study. But it was kind of cool because we're all kind of like around the same age. And so we're all kind of doing, you know, those things and stuff like that. And so it was nice meeting two other, I even told them this. I was like, it's nice meeting black girls who are Christian, you know, like it's always nice meeting black girls who are Christian. So that was cool. And we've kind of developed an acquaintanceship. So we're all going to join Bible study together and hopefully see one another around, you know, the church parking lot, which is literally where we're sitting. We're literally sitting in the church parking lot. I mean, not literally, but like we're sitting church parking lot adjacent and, you know, I don't know if I can invite Kamari because you know what she do in parking lots. So, <laughs> you know what she do in church parking lots. Oh, she uh, pull people by their hair in church parking lots. Nah, but um, it was a good time though. The sermon was really, really good. Um, I ended up meeting um, Amin from the Southside Rabbi podcast, which was really cool. It was almost like a fangirl moment for me. And I had to chill myself out and be like, Hannah, you got to remember, he's also a person. Like, he's not just like a celebrity or whatever, but he's just simply a vessel for God. But it was really cool meeting him. I took a picture with him and everything. But I felt like what I, and something that I want to do better at is like, not treating people like they're so high and mighty, but genuinely wanting to get to know about them. Like starting a conversation, like that was a great opportunity I could have had to start a conversation with him. But rather I was just like, oh, can I get a picture with you? Like I was like, I listened to your podcast. Like I love what you have to share. And I just kind of like commended him and showed him how much I appreciated him. But still I was like, can I get a picture with you? And then after that, I kind of just like eased on out the conversation and left. I didn't just leave right after but I eased on out the conversation you know what it looks like to ease out the conversation like where you kind of just like say start you know talking and you say a little bit like you know goodbye or whatever and all that stuff like that so I had eased on out the conversation but part of me wished that I had stayed just a little bit longer to have a full conversation and be like what sparked you guys to you know do a podcast and just asking different stuff to get to know people and not just 
that kind of surface level, like, hey, I appreciate you. You're great. Can I get a picture? Bam, leaving. You know, like I kind of would have appreciated if I had just done that instead of uh, just doing what I did. But I, I feel like you learn, you live and you learn, you know, like I don't meet the people that inspire me often. So when I do meet them, it's kind of scary. And it's kind of like, oh my, like, it's kind of like a uh, shocking to meet them because you, you never, you never would think that it would be possible. And yet it's so possible. And so, yeah, cause I even met like Zanti one time I met, um, Stephen Malcolm, who's an artist I listen to. Actually, as a matter of fact, living up here in Tampa, I have met so many people that I appreciate in the Christian realm, like of influence, you know? And it's been really dope. It's been really dope. Um, and I just want to get better at like actually talking to these people like they're human and not just being like, oh, I love you. I love what you do. Can I get a picture? Okay, bye. You know? <laughs> I think it would be so cool to just dig a little deeper. You gotta dig a little deeper to find out what you want. You gotta dig a little deeper. Something, 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 something. Dig a little deeper to find out what you want. You gotta dig. You gotta do Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's from uh, Princess and the Frog. Um, yeah. So, anywho, after that, we just, you know, kind of left and stuff like that. But I'm really excited. I really want to be a part of this church. The sermon was really good. He was talking about um, the Beatitudes, and he was referencing from, you know, the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus was talking about the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, verse 3 through 6. He was, well, it's three through nine, I think the whole verse, but he was only talking about this time, um, Matthew chapter five, verse three through six. So he focused on the Beatitudes where it says, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the, um, those who mourn, blessed are the meek, and then blessed are the righteous. Those are kind of like the four things. And then of course there's like a promise afterwards. So like, I think it says like, blessed are those who are meek for they will inherit the kingdom of God. So like every kind of thing that Jesus says, blessed are these people, there's um, like a, a promise at the end of it. But what was interesting was the way that he described it, because he mentioned that the word blessed in Greek is actually Mercarius. I think that's how you say it. Let me look it up. Um, blessed in Greek. Um, nope, that's not what I was looking for. Happiness in Greek. Um, nope. Oh, Makarios. There we go. Okay. So Makarios is the word that is actually used in this verse. So it wasn't just that blessed means like you're receiving something, but Makarios is a word that means like, um, happiness. But in this instance, in the Beatitudes, the word Mercarios means like not just happiness, but like a, a fulfilling happiness, like a, a life living in happiness. So it's not just like momentary fleeting happiness, but living in happiness, which I also see as like, as like, it's not eternal joy because we're not in heaven yet. So there's still going to be troublesome things, but it's like living in happiness, choosing, choosing to live in happiness, choosing to live in joy as opposed to living um, any other way. 
And so it's just really, it was a really interesting sermon. And it was basically, he was basically saying that like Makarios is what we can experience here on earth, you know, since we can't experience the fullness of what joy is because we live in such a fallen world, but God still wants us to experience Makarios. And that through the Beatitudes, Jesus actually explains how we can experience Makarios. So he says, blessed or Makarios are those who are poor in spirit, meaning that you can experience this like life of happiness when you are whatever he's describing in the Beatitudes. And so he described poor in spirit. And he basically said that poor in spirit just means that you um, have come to the end of yourself. That like a lot of people, it, it's associated with like poverty. So the, the sentence that's used there actually references like people who are in poverty because people who are in poverty can no longer depend on their own security, but they have to depend on God. And so poor in spirit simply uh, is just referencing the fact that like people who are in poor conditions and materialistically have no way of making whatever meat that they are um, able to experience Makarios because they are in a place where God, they have to depend on God in order to do whatever they need to get, have done, right? And so he was like, okay, well, even if you are not poor in spirit, like, like he was like, so what if you're successful and you like don't have like you're not dealing with that you can provide for your needs like how do you still have makarios and he was talking about how makarios can still happen even if you're successful by you putting yourself in alignment with people who are poor in spirit who are not able to have their needs met and to have a heart for those type of people and to be in those type of spaces because the more that you are in a place where people are um where people are like not having what they need the more you begin to diligently spend what you have and it kind of lessens materialism it lessens because you instead of you sitting here buying all this stuff you start thinking about your brother or your sister that you know who is struggling and so rather than spending you know, a thousand dollars on a Gucci belt, you are, you are more apt to spend that money on your brother or sister who is struggling to get a refrigerator or struggling to make ends meet because you recognize that they need that help. And so that's how we're able to, if you are successful or if you are poor in spirit, to be able to experience Makarios, which is like that happiness that we're able to experience here on earth. And then he was talking about, um, blessed are the uh what's the next one blessed are those who mourn and so he was mentioning those who mourn and he said the same thing that basically he went through and explained what it meant to mourn facing injustices facing grief facing pain and betrayal that's what it looks like to mourn and so blessed are those who mourn and he was like um going through that and he was like if you are mourning in this time then you are able to experience Makarios, because you recognize that you cannot put your hope or your trust or anything like that in anything of this world, but rather you have to put it in God. And he's the only one that can comfort you. God is the God of all comfort. And so then you have to go back to God for comfort in those moments of grief, in those moments of trouble, in those moments of injustice, in those moments of pain, you have to go back to God, your creator, and remember that he is your comforter. And so that was interesting because I never really thought about it like that. Like I never thought about injustice as mourning or I never thought about like, um, like betrayal and stuff like that as mourning. Like I always thought of mourning as like sadness and it is sadness because like betray like injustice and betrayal are like mourning. Like that is sadness. Right. 
um, because it's sad to see, it's grievous to see the the heinous things that happen on this earth. And so he was like, even if you are not experiencing that, or you are, you know, you're not mourning, right? Like the loss of a loved one or anything like that. He was like, even if you are not the one that's mourning, you can put yourself in alignment with people who are mourning because that gives you an empathetic heart. And it gives you a heart that no longer depends on your security because when you are around people who are mourning, you recognize, this is what he said, and I love this so much. He said, you recognize the limits of your generosity. You recognize that you cannot meet their needs. You cannot help them in any way. I mean, not in any way, but you cannot help them in every way. That there are a lot of things that you as a human being cannot do for that person. And when he said that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Like when you are in alignment with people who are mourning. So let's say I'm not actually going through anything at this current moment in time that is like mourning. I still can align myself with other people who are mourning in order to fulfill this beatitude and in order to experience Makarios because I know people who are going through this and because I'm around them and I know them personally, I'm able to be empathetic towards them. I'm able to know them and love them and be uh, empathetic and loving towards their situation and be praying for them and recognizing that like, as much as I want to help them, I'm limited in how much I can help them. And so then I go to God on their behalf, right? And so, and I go to God with them, like I go with them and for them to God because I recognize that I can't do it on my own. And so that was something that was admirable for him to say because, or not admirable, notable, I keep saying the wrong word, uh, notable for him to say because that's exactly how I feel. Like it even makes me think about black people because I'm black, I'm very empathetic to the injustices that we face. I'm very empathetic to the people who go through things like that. So when I see a situation happening where a young black boy is being brutally killed for something that was not, that was blown out of proportion, then I'm able to be empathetic for that situation because I am so closely associated and so closely in alignment with that community, right? The black community. And so when he said that that just made me think about like ways that I can be in alignment with people who are mourning and to be able to uh, know them personally and, and, and be able to love them as best as I can. Right. And so that was just interesting from, for him to say that. And it just made me realize that like, you really don't know how to be empathetic toward people to have a heart for people who are going through horrible situations until you know them personally, like until you know a person personally, or a situation that someone close to you has gone through, you really don't feel empathy for those people or those situations, which is why it's important for us to know those people and to know those um, that we are in alignment with in that way. And so that was an interesting point that he made that I really liked, like the blessed are those who mourn. So even if you are not in a season that's conducive to mourning, by you putting yourself in alignment with other people, naturally you are going to be mourning because Whenever somebody else mourns that you're close to, you mourn. Like he said, he said, unless you're a sociopath, um, <laughs> he said, unless you're a sociopath, you mourn with those who mourn because of your empathy for them, right? And so that's how we are able to mourn, even if we're not in a season of mourning, is putting ourselves in alignment, connecting ourselves to people, loving those people who are going through seasons of mourning, and then recognizing where we fall short and depending on the glory of God or the grace of God, I mean. And so that was a good point that he made about blessed are those who mourn. And then he went on to make a point about blessed are those who are meek. And he said that meekness is like a, a, a humble patience. 
So meekness is like basically um, what, what Jesus demonstrated all of these, but Jesus demonstrated this one. This is the one that I think of more frequently when I think of the character of Jesus is that he is somebody who is patient. He's, but he's humbly patient. He's not just patient, but he's very, he's very humble. And um, he is somebody who like demonstrates meekness very much and very much a part of his character. That's why they say so tender, meek and mild when they sing that song about Jesus. Um, and so, yeah, but meekness, he said, blessed are those. So you get to experience Makarios, which is that life of happiness when you are meek because you are humbly patient and you're recognizing that you're not, you're not elevating yourself and you're not elevating, um, anyone else but only elevating God and you're you're putting yourself at the throne of God not fretting not worrying but simply recognizing that he is going to do what he said he's going to do and he's going to fulfill his promises and so that was something that really spoke to me because I feel like I haven't been meek in that sense like I've been very prideful recently very dependent on my own security rather than depending on God's security and I have just been not really fully in him not really fully trusting in him not really fully abiding in him because i've been trying to do it on my own type of vibe you know and so that was something that was very convicting for me to be like meek and and to be humbly patient recognizing that things are going to come with time but that also i need to trust that my god is going to be the one to make it come in time you know what i mean and so that was a really good point and i really like that and so that's how you experience makarios is when you're meek and then also you experience Makarios um, when you are righteous. Like blessed are, the next verse says that blessed are those who are righteous. And so <coughs> he talked about how righteousness, oh, I hope I don't set off the smoke detector. Um, if I haven't done it this far. Um, but he said that blessed are those who are um, righteous. That's the next verse. And so basically he said that righteousness is often seen as like, vindication deliverance justification like basically righteousness is like god delivering us from like salvation you know what i mean like god delivering us and saving us and he was like that is what it means but in this sense righteousness also means right living like living right and so blessed are those or people get to we get to experience makarios that uh life of happiness when we are living righteously when we are right experiencing right living and so that was something that was like, ooh, I need to do better at that because I'm not living right right now. You know, like I'm, I'm still sinning and doing things against God's will. And so I want to choose to do better. And it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to be hard on myself, but I also know that this is wrong. And so if you know that something is wrong and you know you need to do better, then you need to do better. And so that's what I need to commit to right now is like, I know that what I'm doing is wrong and I know that I need to do better. And so therefore I need to live in righteousness. Because when you're immature and you just simply don't know, you're ignorant to something and you sin in it, it's like, yeah, you sin, but like you also didn't know um, that it was a sin, nor were you like fully aware. I think God reveals stuff to us and stuff that we didn't even know. Like he, he'd be revealing stuff to us in different ways than we would have thought about it and recognizing that certain things are against what he wants us to do. But we never know until he lets us know, until he reveals that to us, right? And so... I feel like there's certain things he's already revealed that he's already shown as like, nope, this is not what I want you to do. And yet I'm still doing it. And so that is what is 
sin, right? That is against his will. That's against what he wants me to do. And so in order to live righteously, in order to live right, I need to choose to do better. And I need to depend on him in order to do better. And so that's how I would be able to experience Macarios. Because see, the thing is, is that like, Macarios is what we experience here on earth. Like what we hear experience here on earth is nothing compared to what we experience um, in heaven or what we will experience in heaven. And when you really think about it, like sometimes earth can be very depressing and it can be very saddening. But what the pastor was saying today was that like, yes, earth is very depressing and saddening sometimes, but God still wants to give us glimpses of joy and hope and glimpses into the future that he has for us with his kingdom. And that's what Macarios is. Those glimpses and those moments <clears throat> where we're able to actually experience Christ and experience his love and his joy and the fruit of the spirit, right? And so that was just a really good sermon that happened today. And there was a couple of notes that I had, but I'm about to straighten this next piece of hair. So whenever I get done with this, I'll go to the specific notes that I wanted to say. But yeah, it was like a really good sermon and it was something that definitely needed to be heard. And what's interesting was that that actually, so this morning I woke up and I was going to watch the news on my TV when all of a sudden it want to go to iHeartRadio, which is like, don't nobody, I don't listen to no iHeartRadio, right? But um, I, I like accidentally clicked on it. I guess when I turned on the power button, like right underneath that is a button for iHeartRadio because it's like a really old TV. Um, and so it has like the little button on the remote to go to iHeartRadio. So I had clicked on that by accident, I guess. I don't know how it happened. But all of a sudden, iHeartRadio popped up. And so I was like, okay, I mean, I guess I'll just listen to music. So I decided to go to some gospel music. And I clicked on kind of the first thing that popped up. It was like gospel workout. And it was just a lot of, um, which is funny that they called it gospel workout because it was basically like a lot of like the, the music that we listen to when we hooping and hollering and so it was kind of funny that they called that gospel gospel workout because it made me think and i was like well you know when you in the spirit and you jumping up and down and hooping and hollering it is low-key a workout so like <laughs> i know that's not what they meant but that was just funny and so i was listening to that and the first song that came on i forgot what it was called but it was like i'm not staying here or something like that and basically the lyrics were about like this not being our home that this is temporary earth is temporary right and that we're not going to live here forever and so let me go actually look up the song so i can like remember what it's actually called because it was really really good so it said uh, let's see that old song that old gospel song it was an old song song called I'm not staying here it was something like that what was it called come on load no it wasn't that 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 they want to show me was it I don't want to stay here Okay, um, I couldn't find it. I don't know what it's called, but it basically was like an old gospel song, something about I can't stay here or like something about that. And so as I was just walking around, cleaning up, singing along to the song, right, all of a sudden the spirit hit me, bam. <laughs> My head hit the floor. 
<laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen that. But um, the spirit hit me. And God just gave me this really dope analogy that this is not like, it just was this revelation that hit me that was like, this is not my home. Like, I, I'm not staying here. Like, this is not my home. And it got me really excited for the moment that we go to heaven. But it made me realize, like, I keep trying to make myself super, super comfortable. And I keep trying to do all these things to make myself feel at home. But it's like, this is not my home. And the analogy that God gave me was that when you go to a hotel, your objective is not to make yourself as comfortable as possible. Your objective is not to make yourself at home. You make yourself at home as best as you can. But the objective when you're in a hotel is to go do the events to go do that you couldn't do while you were at home right do those events going to do whatever you're doing if you're going to disney your goal is not to stay in the hotel room trying to make it comfortable trying to renovate trying to unpack everything all like a lot of the times you only unpack it as you need it so i'm sitting over here oftentimes trying to unpack my own personality and unpack all of these different complex things in my heart and all this stuff like that. And God is like, girl, quit trying to focus so much on unpacking and go actually enjoy the experiences that you need to enjoy while you're here. Like that's the purpose is for us to go do what we need to do while we're on earth. The purpose is not for us to just be sitting here unpacking and trying to make ourselves comfortable, which is what we so often get focused on. But the purpose is for us to serve who we need to serve and to do God's will and to enjoy the experience, the light and the things that he has given us, right? The journey that he has given us, that's what he wants us to delight in. And so I feel like oftentimes I just get so sidetracked and so far from the point. I think we all do. I think we all get to a point where we're just like, doing a bunch of other stuff that's not what we're supposed to be doing and we just get distracted and it's like it was such a good reminder this morning that like everything i'm trying to earn towards everything i'm doing like this is all temporary i don't know why i'm trying to focus so much on making myself feel like i'm perfectly at home this is not my home and i'm never gonna feel at home here like i'm gonna feel like even when i'm at home like physically at home like at where my family lives I still don't fully feel at home because it's like earth in general is not our home. And so we're never going to fully feel at home because even within my own home, you still see injustices going on and, you know, you still see the bad stuff that's going on in the world. And, you know, it's just like, you're just like, I just don't, this is not it. Like this can't be it. You know what I mean? This can't be the only thing that we have. And so that was just such a good revelation this morning that God gave me that like, when you go to a hotel, your goal is not to unpack everything and you unpack enough to make it functional and you make yourself comfortable enough so that you can continue enjoying what you're doing. And so I was just like, thank you, Lord, that that is what you revealed to me today, because honestly, it was a great revelation and it was something I really, really, really needed to hear. And so, yeah, with that, I mean, I think that's it. Like, oh, and so then when I went to church today and he was talking about this, about this whole concept of blessed are the poor and blessed are, you know what I mean? And he was talking about Makarios and he was explaining how, you know, Makarios is what we experience here, but then true joy is what we experience when we are back home with God, right? And so it made me think about this. When we are with God fully, that's when we will fully feel like we're back home because our spirit so our flesh was made of earth so 
like our flesh feels like earth is really our home but our spirits know better our spirits know that this is not our home because our spirits were made directly from god like god breathed his spirit into us so our spirits know that this is not our home that this is not where we fully belong right and so while we're here for a time that time is going to come to an end because this is not our home this is not where we're meant to be forever and so it just was really interesting that the pastor was talking about Macarios and how, like, Macarios, I relate it now to, oh, thank you, Lord, I didn't even think about this, but Macarios is like the enjoyment that you experience while you're on your trip to Disney. Like, you you have fun at Disney, you have a good time riding the rides, doing the different things, but true joy is when you walk back in your house and you able to sleep in your own bed in your own room. That's what <laughs> that's what eternal joy is. And that's what it's going to feel like when we get to heaven. When we get to heaven, it's going to be that feeling of like relief and rest. And it's going to be that eternal rest and that eternal joy that we can't experience here on earth. Because, you know, even all of us know that even though like traveling is fun it's also mad exhausting like traveling is always exhausting and so even though there are moments on earth where makarios is fun it's also mad exhausting just living on earth even despite the happinesses that we feel even despite the makarios moments that we feel it still is very um just exhausting and tiring living on earth but what's interesting is just the fact that this is not our permanent home, that eventually one day we are going to be experiencing true joy where we can literally go in and just rest and go in and rest in the presence of God and rest in who he's called us to be, which is his worshipers, and be able to experience that and to be able to see our God and be like, that's my God. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that, nothing is going to beat that nothing is going to beat that experience nothing is going to beat that joy that we're going to feel that relief that rest that we're going to feel when we finally enter the presence of god right i mean like like in person because we can still enter the presence of god like you know like we can now but not like it's not going to be the same when christ returns and so needless to say it was really interesting how god has just been kind of lining up everything that like literally today on the same day that he gave me that revelation, that's what the preacher was talking about and how it just hit so much for me. And it was, it meant a lot. This, this sermon today meant a lot. Like, I feel like I remembered a lot of it. I didn't even really look at my notes today. I still haven't looked at my notes for those things I need to share um, that I forgot. But if my AirPod pops out of my ear one more time, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to do something about that. Did I tell y'all that, well, I didn't tell you this because Y'all weren't there, but um, my AirPod actually fell, one of them, actually fell in a bowl of cereal. Yep, that's what happens when you don't do your dishes, guys. When you don't do your dishes, your AirPods fall in a bowl of cereal, and you end up having to scoop it out and clean it off so that you can use them because they ended up getting wet. But um, I'm almost done with my hair, so just give me like five more seconds. I'm about to wrap this up. And then I'm finna literally and figuratively wrap this up. I'm about to literally wrap up my hair. And then I'm about to figuratively, well, I guess it is still literally, wrap up this little podcast. You know, I kind of like this. I kind of liked podcasting while doing my hair. Maybe we will try this again next week and see if this will become a, 
a, a tradition, a tradition. Um, okay, we're wrapping the hair. And I think that as we're wrapping the hair, I can read off my notes. Because there was a couple of things that he was saying that was just like, bam, bam, bam. Okay, and I probably already hit on some of these points because I actually did a really good job recounting. Like, thank you, Lord. This sermon must have really hit because I really remembered a lot. But um, so basically what I have written in my notes is that the Beatitudes are the way in which Christ invites us to live in Makarios, happiness, blessedness, despite living in this evil world and this created and carnal body. So sometimes I feel like a lot of times we feel like the world is working against us. Our bodies are even working against us. And yet we can still experience Makarios because Christ invites us to do so. All right. It, I also wrote that people who are poor, um, like in poverty or impoverished in some way, like there's something that they are disadvantaged in, their lives don't promote their happiness independently of God. So they recognize that they cannot find happiness in material things because their happiness comes from God, because they literally like have been so disadvantaged so um in a place of not being on the up and up that they recognize their joy can only come from living dependently on christ like i feel like a lot of rich people and even middle class people we can find ourselves depending on our material security more than god because we are able to experience happiness temporary uh happiness without god because we have material things that we take joy in and even though they're only temporary and they're not even lasting happiness we can still find happiness in that and so it's really that's why i think that god said it's really hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of god because rich people and people just who have money and material items in general like all and that's what a lot of us experience here in america um even myself like this is what i experience too is like it's gonna be hard for us to enter the kingdom of god because we're so dependent on our material items that we can't find our we we have difficulty uh finding our dependence on god and so he said that he wrote that and I wrote that down. And then um, I also wrote down how blessed are those who know their need of God. Like, I feel like sometimes I forget that I need God and I start doing my own thing. And it's like, bam, when he said that, I was like, I need to write that down. Um, and then I also wrote down how do you become mournful? Like, like being able to experience that beatitude of, of being mournful. Because when you are around those who are mourning, it will cause you to be empathetic, but it will also cause your heart to be shaped by vulnerability and not security. So your heart, rather than being shaped by security and what you own or what you do or what you think, is now shaped by vulnerability because you're showing empathy toward others. And empathy promotes intimacy. And so by you seeing others mourning, you actually recognize the limits of your generosity. I talked about this earlier. And it will cause you to go to God. It will eliminate materialism. Um, and so when you align yourself, associate yourself and connect yourself with those who are mourning, those who are at the whims of the powerful, those who are facing injustice, those who are facing pain, then you will be able to experience um, that Makarios. Then he talks about meekness and he said that meekness is being still before the Lord, which is something I needed to remember because I feel like I have not really been still before the Lord. I've been like going, going, going and like, God, as I'm going help me as I'm going, you know what I mean? Instead of just coming before him and being like, I'm still, you let me know what you want me to do. And he said, even when you see those prospering around you, you wait for the Lord to humble yourself patiently, even when provoked by others. Um, and it's not fretting and their righteousness is right living. And then I wrote down, Lord, let this be the goal of my life. Lord, give me a willing spirit to pursue 
these beatitudes more than life. So rather than trying to pursue my own life, pursuing meekness, pursuing righteousness, pursuing mournfulness, pursuing uh, like the poor in spirit, that way I can be able to align myself with God. Because when you align yourself with the least of these, that's what God says. Like he says that he is always with the contrite in spirit, the poor in spirit. He's always with those who are at the bottom of the rung, bottom of the spectrum, those are always who he's with. So when we align ourselves with those people and we ourselves are those people, then we're able to experience God in a different way. And then um, I also wrote down, and when he said this, I was like, bam, you, 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 you onto something. He said, information does not incur transformation. Living is what develops transformation. So you, just by simply getting information, does not cause you to be transformed but it's actually through living that you experience transformation and so through this sermon he was really encouraging us to actually be relational with people and to not be so focused on he was like you can't learn you can't be transformed by god's generosity and and be transformed so much so to the point that you become a generous person to other people you can't do that just by reading a book on generosity you cannot become and this is to me now i'm preaching to myself is that i cannot become self-controlled just by reading books on self-control even just reading the bible like reading the Bible can sometimes come from an informational place where I'm just reading it to learn something, like learn something information wise instead of actually living out the Bible. Because there's a difference between reading the Bible and then living out the Bible. And sometimes I just read the Bible, right, where I'm just simply reading it just to gain information, to gain an understanding, to learn, right? And just learning how to be self-controlled doesn't actually teach me how to be self-controlled, but it's through living that I become transformed and I developed self-control. It's through living that I developed the fruit of the spirit and not just reading about it. And so that's just a testimony to the word of God and the importance of actually living out the word of God and doing the word of God and not just reading the word of God, which is something I need to do better at. And so it made me say that throughout this week, I genuinely want to pursue not just reading and studying the And so with that being said, I hope you all have a great day. I hope you all continue to grow in grace and pray for me as I continue growing in grace as well. Um, and I just want to go before the Lord and say thank you, God, so much for being such an amazing God and for continuously teaching me how I can grow in you. God, I thank you so much for the wonderful sermon that I heard today and the ways that it connected to what you had already revealed to me this morning. And God, just thank you for being a wonderful God. I pray that as we all go throughout the rest of our days and the rest of this week, God, that we are just feeling your, as Kamari does the five Ps, we're feeling your uh, prosperity and productivity and God sent perspective, God, that we are feeling your patience. And I forgot the other one. What was it? Peace, patience, positivity, prosperity, and a God-sent perspective. There we go. you got to say it in order. If you don't say it in order, it just doesn't work. Um, but, Lord, we pray that over our lives today. We pray those five Ps over our lives. And, God, that you're just able to, to use all of our experiences throughout this week to help us be transformed, God. That through living, we're able to be transformed, God. And through living out your word, we're able to be transformed, God. I pray that you just continue to show me what I need to do and how I need to do it in you, Lord. And remind me that it's not about perfection, God. It's not about doing all these different things and whatever, whatever, but it's simply about pursuing you, God. It's simply about pursuing who you are 
And God, I feel like through the revelation that you showed me today, Lord, that I'm just able to grow in that and, and continue to remember this and reflect on this throughout the rest of this week. I pray for all them little kids I'm going to be with <laughs> all throughout this week that you just uh, give me a grace as I work with them, God, and that you also just refresh in me the passion that I have, God. I, I'm finding myself to start feeling burnt out because I'm simply trying to pursue too many things. But I just pray, God, that you help me to narrow my focus and simply seek you and that through me seeking you, those other things will come, God, that like Matthew 6.33 says, Lord, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things, everything else will be added, God. And so I pray that everything else is added as I'm seeking you, that, Lord, I seek you for my fulfillment and not anything else. And that, Lord, I simply find comfort and joy in you. I'm not able to find Makarios anywhere else but in you, God. And I pray for that and i thank you god for all that you've already done for your faithfulness and for the ways that you have already shown me grace i pray that you continue to show me grace and show grace to those around me in jesus name i pray amen all right see y'all later alligator <laughs>